My Seven Chakras, Episode 58. If we are not willing to spend the energy toward creating what we want, we get to spend the same amount of energy coping with what we get. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's going on action takers? AJ here at your service once again to remind you that you are limitless. You are not a human learning about spirituality, but you are a spiritual being having a human experience and you are the light that shines through. For a change today, I wanted to share something new that you might not have known about me. You know, when I was a kid, I always wanted to be a paleontologist. In other words, a dinosaur scientist traveling around the world and uncovering exciting dinosaur fossils. And as you know, I'm not a dinosaur specialist at the moment, but once in a while, I go back in time and ask myself, what if? So action takers, I'm sure you too dreamt of becoming someone as a kid, your role model, perhaps a doctor, a teacher or a president even. So send me an email to aditya at my 7 That's A-D-I-T-Y-A at my S-E-V-E-N-C-H-A-K-R-A-S.com with your name, the city where you're from. And tell me, what did you want to become when you were a kid? So the email ID is A-D-I-T-Y-A at my S-E-V-E-N-Chakras.com. And the first three people who send me an email will get a shout out on the air. It's going to be fun. So let's do it. And today I am stoked to bring you our featured guest, Deanna Minnick. So Deanna, are you ready to inspire? I am so ready. Yeah, great to be here with you. Awesome. (laughs) Dr. Deanna Minnick is a functional nutritionist with a unique approach to clinical medicine that combines physiology and psychology and a focus on whole body, whole life detoxification. So Deanna, I've given our listeners a mini intro, but fill in any gaps that I might have missed and help us get to know you better. Wow. Well, you know, sometimes I just shortcut it and say that I'm an author, I'm a teacher, and I'm an artist. And that's pretty much how I see myself weaving together writing and speaking, teaching, that's just so much a part of me. And then there's this other artistic side with color, which I know that you already know about. So, And, and I do want to give credit to all of my teachers, to my parents. Uh, you know, my path started when I was really young. I was only like nine years old. And I would say that it was really and truly my mom that inspired me on this path. So I always like to start giving gratitude to those uh, people that have influenced me. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks a lot for that super and wonderful introduction. Action takers, you are definitely in for a treat today, a healthy treat that contains ideas and tips on how to detoxify your body, feel much better and achieve much more. But before that, we're going to take in some inspiration through words. So Diana, I'm curious, what is your favorite inspirational quote and could you share one example of how you apply this quote to your life oh wow you're already giving me lots of homework this is great (laughs) well the the quote that first came to mind because i wasn't really prepared and i didn't go through all my books and everything and look for the perfect quote for this evening Mm -hmm. but what i came up with was it's it's actually i don't know who said this it's anonymous but here's the quote If we are not willing to spend the energy toward creating what we want, we get to spend the same amount of energy coping with what we get. So what this means to me is that we all have energy available to us. And how we use that energy will determine what the return is. 
So how do I apply this to my life? You know, basically everything that we do, every thought, every emotion, every choice, every action is all about energy. And so oftentimes what I find is I might not be getting energy from certain things in my life. So I have to do an energy inventory. So very simply what I do is on one side of a piece of paper, I write down all the things that inspire me, that nourish me, that fill me with that energizing light. And then on the other side, I write down a whole list of things that are depleting me, constricting me, making me feel boxed in, things that make me feel tired after I do them. And I compare those lists and I see where I net out. I typically want to be higher in the nourishing than in the depleting, of course. (laughs) And then I look at the depleting list and I ask myself, what can I let go of? Because my energy is feeding all of those things. It's taking energy from me. And so with the solar plexus chakra, we talk about this energy exchange. And this is so much of where we live is is really in that center. So that's the quote I'm bringing out because I do think when I have uh, tested people with my whole detox system and with chakra foods, I have another book on chakras and food. What I find is that 80% of people are starved in their solar plexus. So I thought we could start with this quote because so many people are malnourished and it's not from lack of food, it's from lack of energy harvesting and harness. Mm-hmm. Well, Deanna, that's definitely some food for thought. If we are not willing to spend the energy to create what we want, later on, you'll use the same energy coping with what we get. So at the end of the day, the question is whether you are willing to work hard now towards your dreams or work hard later, coping and trying to hold on and trying to fulfill someone else's vision. Uh, I think there's no right and no wrong. But remember that you have that choice to identify your dreams, live your dreams, work hard right now, so that you can create whatever you want. So Deanna, let's dive into today's show. What inspired you to write the book, The Whole Detox? My life. You know, really, Whole Detox is the culmination of 20 years of my life, about half my life, of looking at the two disciplines of science and spirituality and finding a way to integrate them, to braid them together. And so I have a PhD and I have a master's degree, both in nutritional biochemistry And I also have many trainings and teachings and studies and mentorships that I've done with many other teachers that are not scientists, but they're spiritual in nature. So I've always had these interests and whole detox brings them both together. It's not often that you find a PhD scientist who can write about spiritual topics in kind of a scientific manner. And I really felt called to write this book because one of my missions in life is to bridge the gap between science and spirit. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're missing something, AJ, when we don't put them together and see it as the whole. The scientists are, are pointing fingers and saying, oh, you must only focus on science and, you know, all of this stuff around GMOs or organic food, it's all nonsense. <laughs> and then the people on the spiritual side are saying, you know, that is not nonsense. You know, intuitively, it feels wrong. It feels like we're hurting the planet to not eat in alignment with our being and with nature. So, I want to facilitate the the bridge between both of these, and that's what Whole Detox is here to do. It is the messenger of science and spirit combined. Mm-hmm. In fact, I love the name of your website, which says Food and Spirit, because as you mentioned, it's the amalgamation of science with spirituality. And I strongly uh, believe that it's about time we realize that science and spirit are not too ends of the spectrum. We need both. We need an integrated, holistic approach to living consciously. Now, Deanna, there are many types of detox that I've heard about, read about, you know, people talking about juicing, fasting, eating loads of vegetables, you know, nutritious vegetables. Uh, But what is your definition of the word detox? And what does the whole detox program include? 
Well, I, I like what you said there, AJ, about um, in general, uh, most detoxes involve some kind of food. Yeah. And typically it's nutrition, right? And mm. me being a PhD nutritionist, I started there as well. I started working with patients and having them on a nutritional detox. And I would bring in food, I would bring in supplements, and I try to maximize their body's excretion of heavy metals and toxins. What I was finding that was happening was that people, as they went through the detox, their lives started to change. So it's almost like it wasn't just their eating, it was their living. Mm -hmm. I had some people that would break up relationships after being in those relationships for so long because they were toxic. Mm -hmm. Or people, I remember one woman in particular who decided to quit her job. She was very stressed. She was working at a hospital. And when she went through the detox, she all of a sudden just felt better and had clarity in her life and thought, I'm going to stop and I'm going to go and do what I really want to do. I'm going to go teach. I'm going to go write. So I have seen that when people do nutritional detoxes, there's something else that started to happen. So as I went on, I, I thought, what would be better than to see this in a holistic way? If we could focus on eating and we focus on living, we focus on lifestyle, because toxins in my definition are not just environmental toxins. You know, we've got toxins in the air, in the water, in, on, in the earth, in the soil. Mm -hmm. A toxin can be a toxic thought, a negative thought that keeps recycling in our mind full of fear. Or maybe it's emotional baggage, things that we kept hanging on to throughout our whole lives that just kind of, they, they wear on us, right? Or as I mentioned, a toxic job, a toxic relationship that we've been in and we know that it needs to end. So I don't see these things as being different. I see all toxins as barriers to our optimal potential. And so with whole detox, the goal is to look deeper at what toxins do you have in your life? And I have a questionnaire for that for people to do. That's in the book. It's also online. And so you can go online, just do the quiz for free, and you can figure out, oh, I've got an issue here. Maybe I need to focus on that. Because even though I do this big program with everybody with seven colors, seven modalities every day, not everybody needs every single thing. I believe that we have to personalize our detox experience. So for some people, they've done a lot of food detoxes, and they kind of had their threshold. You know, they took out the gluten. They took out the dairy. They're eating vegetables. It's kind of like they're bumped up against the ceiling, but they still don't feel 100%. Maybe they're at 70%. So then with them, maybe we need to start looking at their belief system. Are they sleeping well? What about self-love? Are they giving more than they're receiving in their lives? What about their emotional health? And so my study of the chakras, which um, started back, my goodness, when was it? When I was 19, I started to learn about them. I took my first yoga class. Here I was, this kind of science nerdy girl in college, and I had a lot of my own health issues, and I thought, I'm just going to go to this yoga class. You know, I had heard about yoga, and I went to the class, and it just felt so familiar, like... I know how to do this. And I started learning about chakras. I started applying these principles in my life. I got better. And then everything to me became chakras. Everything. Like I see people as colors. I see life events as connected to chakras. I wrote a book called Chakra Foods. I wrote a book on supplements for our chakras. So everything in my life, it just, that was my organizing you know how Apple has its operating system and we've got Microsoft and has, mm -hmm. you know, my operating system is not Windows, it's chakras. And so that is my framework. So if I'm talking with a science audience, many times I won't say chakra. I will say that these are endocrine glands in our body. And these endocrine glands have real body physiological meaning, and they also have symbolic psychological meaning. And they seem to understand that. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned detox generally involves food and nutrition. At least that was a traditional focus. But through your research, you found that people's lives started to change after these detox experiences. The seeds were sown and something started to happen in their life. 
and you ask the question what if what if we look at detoxifying not just through nutrition but also detoxifying of the mind of our emotions and in particular these blocks that are inherently there maybe in our subconscious as well that are holding us back and i think that was powerful and through your research about the chakras and the relation of the chakras to the food that we eat you speak about the importance of having colored foods and having a colored approach to detox so could you talk to us about some of the different types of food or different uh, colors that are within such food that have an impact on various parts of our body and mind i'd love to let me first ask you a question Mm-hmm. Which color do you think that people eat too few foods of? So what do we get too less of in our diet? What, which color? I think it's clearly green. Mm, nope. Because uh, you know, according, to, <laughs> according to my experience, a lot of people are missing on the greens. Uh, I'm missing on the greens and I want to have more greens. But you know, you, you, you can be, you, you're the person in research, so uh, why don't you share it with us? Yeah, well, I was just curious what you, what you would think, right? Because everybody has yeah, a different yeah. response. Uh, exactly. This was actually studied in a survey with 1,500 people, and they okay. assessed what they were eating. And essentially, they found that 88% of people were not getting enough colors overall. It was actually 8 out of 10 people did not meet all the colors. They were missing some part of the rainbow. And the one color that was uh, missing by 88% was blue-purple. Blue purple. So I want us all to remember that as I go through the colors. All of them were lacking, just some more than others. So these colors are important for us. And uh, I'll speak now more on nutritional terms and, and how they're important. When I went to school to study nutrition, I studied protein, fat, carbohydrate, vitamins, and minerals. And everybody knows about those things, right? You know, we read the labels, we look at how much protein we're getting. One of the things that hasn't been focused on enough is called phytonutrients, P-H-Y-T-O for plant, that means plant, phytonutrients. These are the five to 10,000 different compounds that are found in the plant kingdom. Mm-hmm. Now, this is what tickles our chakras and really changes our physiology, quite honestly. You know, of course, protein is important for the root chakra. We look at fats and oils for the sacral chakra. We look at uh, carbohydrates for the solar plexus. And, and we do have alignment with these macronutrients, but there's something really special about plant compounds, the, the different colors, the different pigments. So I'll just take you, because I could spend hours doing uh, a whole seminar on phytonutrients. Mm-hmm. But let me just quickly, <laughs> I'll give you samples for each of the colors and just sure. take you through that. So uh, the first one is red, which I align to the root chakra. And red is all about, it's about the adrenal glands, it's about the immune system. And one of the phytonutrients that comes to mind when I think of red is lycopene. I also think of a lot of red fruits and foods in general, like red bell pepper, contain high vitamin C. And vitamin C is required for the adrenal hormones. So the the gland that I see connected to the root chakra is the adrenal gland uh, system. So getting lots of those red fruits, like I'm thinking pomegranate seeds, those are awesome for detox. I'm thinking cranberries, which are also great for the, um, well, gosh, not so many different things, pH and, and urinary system too. So getting those red foods is important. Usually people get their red foods. They like tomatoes. I see a lot of tomatoes uh, when I ask people. The second color is orange, and I align the color orange to the sacral chakra. And the sacral chakra is all around the reproductive system. It's around the water systems in the body. And so I think of things like beta carotene and the carotenoid family. Carotenoids, wow, this is a large family of hundreds of compounds. I'm just calling out beta carotene, but there are so many. Now, AJ, this is something that not many people know. This will be... I bet a light bulb will go on in many people's minds when they hear this. Mm -hmm. There are some studies that show that beta carotene plays a role in ovulatory hormones. So in other words, this colorful compound may be connected to hormones that are responsible for fertility. So if we get too few of beta carotene and other carotenoids, 
we may change how, this is in women, how women ovulate and uh, whether or not they're fertile. In men, the carotenoids are also responsible for sperm health. So the viability, the vitality of those sperm and how well they're protected depends on their carotenoid levels. And not many people realize that either. So orange is kind of this sexy color. It aligns to the ovaries. It aligns to sperm. And even in nature, uh, guppies, fish, when they're ready to mate, they change their skin, their scale color to orange. So it's kind of a curious connection there with the sacral chakra. So, should I move on to yellow? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> yes, I'm all so, yours. <laughs> so, yellow is, again, solar plexus chakra. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you think of fire here. This is what I call the fire system. So, the digestive system. It's um, When I think of yellow foods, I almost think that we have too many yellow foods, not healthy ones that we're eating. And this is burning us out instead of making us bright. So, things like breads, carbohydrates that are starchy, ready-to-eat cereals. I think of corn. Corn is a huge, you know, starchy, yellow product. And I think uh, for many of us, we get too much of the yellow processed foods that really are taxing our our solar plexus, you know, back to that system. Um, Nourishing detox yellow foods would be things like ginger, things like lemon, you know, just very simply putting lemon juice in water can be very clarifying and purifying for the body. The green, so that's the one that you thought that, uh, well, for yourself, you know, you feel like you don't have enough green. Green aligns yeah. to the heart chakra. So you definitely mm-hmm. want to get green. So metaphorically, all those greens, like salad greens, arugula, kale, you know, you name it, any of the greens, look at how they look. They're leafy, they're broad, they're expansive. They're much like the heart energy, which we want to be expansive and open and wide so that we have good circulation, good oxygenation. So those green leafy vegetables are really important for the heart and there's good science to support that as well. Mm -hmm. Moving up into the throat and uh, here we have the color aquamarine and There isn't as much in the way of these aqua-colored foods, but I do think about things like sea plants. I think about nori and dulse and hijiki and arame. Uh, A lot of Japanese culture uses these sea plants, which are rich in iodine Mm -hmm. and can feed the thyroid gland. In my book, Chakra Foods, I talk about how the throat chakra is not just about food, the kind of food, but how we eat because it, it involves the mouth, mastication, swallowing, and here's where we start the digestive process. So it's about mindfulness in eating. Mm-hmm. The third eye chakra is all about blue-purple foods. So this is the one that people have too few of in their diets. And blue-purple would be things like blueberries. So in fact, there's actually been science published that shows that the blue pigments that you find in blueberry makes us, when we eat blueberries, those compounds like to travel into this, the parts of the brain that are responsible for learning and for memory. So there is an actual functional property of those blue-purple anthocyanidins in the brain and that help us with cognition. So that's the pituitary gland. That's the third eye. I think of anything that is intense mood-altering, or blue-purple. And then finally, we have the crown chakra, which is um, all around the pineal gland. It's the color white. And so I think of white, purifying, cleansing foods. So things like garlic and pears, the white of the, the pear, especially cauliflower. When I talk about the crown chakra and detox in the book, I talk not just about the foods, But I also talk about the practices around eating. I also talk about fasting. When we get to this part of the whole detox program, which, by the way, I'd love to have you be a part of. It's happening in March. Mm -hmm. We start off heavy talking about food in the root chakra because the root is all about the body. But once we're up in the spirit realm, we're focused less on the body, less on the food, and more on the practices, and I bring in meditation, if people prefer to pray, 
uh, we focus on that. And the meal plans that I have in the book are lower in calories on those three days that we focus on the crown chakra. Mm -hmm. So I hope that that takes you. Ask me anything about the colors with the the foods there. But um, I hope I gave you a little bit of an overview out of um, all of the seven and how we would do that through detox. Well, thanks a lot for exposing us to this completely uh, wonderful and new world of connecting the chakras with the food that we eat and in the process becoming more mindful of what are the types of food we are having too much of and the foods that we are having too little of. And it's incredible to note that 8 out of 10 people are missing out on colored foods, but more specifically, people were missing out on the blue-purple food. And what comes to my mind is when you think about aquamarine uh, that heals the throat chakra, stuff, the foods that you mentioned were sea plants, a lot of Japanese food. But on normal circumstances, not a lot of people have these food, right? Right. And I guess your book sort of points out to how, you know, you we go about it and where do you find such food? Yes. Right, right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it's not just the sea plants, you know. Um, I do talk about about certain nutrients for the the throat chakra Got it. and and what people can do you know just supportive nutrients like vitamin a vitamin d vitamin e selenium zinc these are important for the the thyroid and again um, it's not just the food it's how we eat and with the root chakra let's just go back down to the root for a second and i'll show you what i mean yeah so for somebody that wants to heal the root chakra it's really about establishing their groundedness, getting centered in their body. So you can do that through food by eating protein or you can do it by um, really maybe sitting on the ground and eating versus sitting on a chair. Mm -hmm. You know, many people cross their legs. So um, through the program, in fact, I just did a detox program in January and I had the women going through the program. I said, how many of you ladies are crossing your legs? And it's something that they wouldn't have thought about when they're eating, but it puts our root chakra much more in line with grounding. So I don't just talk about the foods. I do talk about practices for each of the chakras as it relates to uh, detoxification and food in general. You know, just how do we cultivate that? Mm -hmm. Now, talking specifically about the body and detoxification, how bad is the situation? In other words, what are some of the harmful toxins that we're trying to eliminate from the body? Through a detox. Right. So things like heavy metals. So Mm -hmm. it's been estimated that something on the order of 80,000 different chemicals are currently in our environment. And I would beg to differ that that number is probably higher now. Uh, I don't Mm -hmm. think that that's an accurate number. I think uh, it's probably gone up. So just let's just think about that for a second. Thousands and thousands of chemicals all around us. We can live in the most pristine place of the world. I think I do. And I still have high levels of glyphosate. I still have high levels of arsenic. You know, there are always going to be industries around where we live that we have no control over. So there's heavy metals. If you're drinking or eating from anything plastic... You chances are you've got um, some type of toxic exposure from the plasticizers. You know, even if you eat from cans, aluminum cans or tin cans, that can was lined with some kind of plasticizer. We think it's BPA for many of them, but now there are other BPs, other bisphenols that are being used. Incredibly toxic. They can make you overweight without you overeating. So we have all those environmental chemicals which are pervasive. I mean, children are becoming exposed and children have smaller bodies. And so these toxins yeah. are going to accumulate and, and they're going to be more at risk. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's uh, incredible to know that on a daily basis, we have 80,000 types of chemicals in our environment. And something as simple as maybe drinking a glass of water from a plastic canister or plastic glass can also expose us to some of the chemicals even if you slurp that you know coke from a tin can ah uh, don't do that (laughs) (laughs) coke itself is bad yeah aj i'd like to mention one other place that people get a lot of toxins they don't even think about Mm -hmm. it um anybody that uses personal care products so things like uh lotion shampoo uh shaving cream toothpaste, any kind of makeup or hair dye. And so these things are coming into our bodies. And uh, even for my patients, when they're eating good food, 
they could still have elevated toxicity because of what their skin and hair and nails are eating. So you want to watch that. And, and that's one of the things I bring into Whole Detox is I first have them focus on their home or their living space. That's the root chakra. It's where are you grounded? Where are you earthed? Let's clean it up. And then we start looking at things like water in the house. Do you drink filtered water? You know, what about the air that you're breathing? Um, indoor air is two times more polluted than outdoor air. So Mm -hmm. we are just surrounded with toxicity. I don't want people listening to feel like, oh my goodness, I can't escape. This is overwhelming and this is not a positive message because there are things that you can do. There are so many things. I mean, just stopping drinking out of plastic water bottles can help you eliminate some plastics from your own body. You know, there was a study on that showing that when you refrain from all plastics, uh, within three days, you can uh, excrete up to 66% of the uh, the bisphenol that's held in the body. So you have to start somewhere. And if you can't be a champion of all of it, you start with whatever you can do, whatever you, wherever you can be in the moment. Maybe it's sweating. You know, you look at all the, the conduits of detox in the body. Let me just take everybody through the five major organs. You've got the gut, so you need to be pooping right. Then you've got the liver. You have to make sure that the liver is fueled right and that you're releasing bile into the intestine and getting those things out that way. Then you have the kidneys. They need fluids so that we can be producing urine and getting those things out in the urine. Not everything gets uh, excreted in the same way. For example, heavy metals like mercury go through the stool, but other things uh, go through the urine. So it's just we have to make sure that everything's optimized. Uh, then we have the lungs. Many people overlook the lungs, but deep breathing will help us to expel a lot of toxins that we're holding deep in the lungs that aren't healthy. And then the last one, and probably my favorite one, is the skin. So when we sweat and when we cry and we let go of all these fluids, it is so healing. So, you know, you're in India, right? So, you know, the warmth, the the heat, the sweat, this is so important. Uh, Where I live, it's not always so warm. So I have a sauna so I can deliberately sweat and and make sure that I am releasing. And, And then I also do yoga and I do other types of exercise so that my body is getting those toxins out. So keep that in mind, the five major areas of the body, the gut, the liver, the kidneys, the lungs, and the skin. Uh, and of course, the the chakras do align to these different organs. Mm-hmm. Well, by the way, uh, Diana, I'm based in Vancouver, British Columbia, so oh. it is pretty cold here once in a while. But you don't so, get snow. Uh huh. We're in the same time. That's perfect. I'm in Seattle. That's wonderful. That's just two hours over here. It's a small world. <laughs> okay, that's great. For some reason, yeah, I was thinking uh, that you were in India because of uh, your Skype address. So that's that's great. Yeah, I'm from India, but uh, I have identified Vancouver as this place that has called me here for a particular mission. And uh, I'm loving my experience here. I love and, Vancouver. Uh, You're it's yeah. beautiful to be there. So you need a sauna too, just like me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. You know, uh, it's great to note that you have a structured approach to the whole detox. Now, talking about some of the benefits of the whole detox program, uh, could you break down the benefits into the immediate short term and the long term as well? Yeah, some of the reasons why people do a detox are they have no energy, they can't think right, and they can't sleep right, and maybe they've got some gut issues. And maybe some pain. So those are the top reasons why people do a detox. And I can say that out of all of those, we help to reduce all of those symptoms. And I know that because we give people a questionnaire at the beginning of the detox and then at the end of the detox and we compare. And, Mm. you know, I have a data set of, uh, I believe we had in one of our detoxes, close to 700 people do before and after. And then I looked at all the different body systems because we used what's called the medical symptoms questionnaire, where we look at, uh, gosh, you know, all the different ones like gastrointestinal. We look at the mind and cognition. We look at moods. We look at breathing and lungs. So all the different body compartments were looked at. And overall, after 20 one days of the whole detox, we saw a 50 to 60% reduction in symptoms that people had. You know, so one of the biggest, now I did not anticipate this, but 77% reduction 
was seen in a lot of the emotional symptoms. So people that are more prone to emotional issues or emotional eating, they seem to benefit a lot from this detox, which I found fascinating. My own father, um, you know, it's funny because my mom is kind of the health nut. And then my dad Mm. is kind of the junk food guy who doesn't care and just wants to live life. So he's developing, he's in his mid 60s now, and he's developing all kinds of problems. And my mom is still really healthy. So I asked him, I said, do you want to do a whole detox with us? And he decided to do it just because my mom was going to do all the cooking. (laughs) So, (laughs) So... I knew that my dad, my own father, was a disbeliever Mm. in what I was doing, right? So I was a little bit nervous to have him in the program. So he started the program, and on day nine, and the program is 21 days, on day nine, he calls me, and he's very excited, and he says to me, he's like, Dee, this is amazing, my hip pain, because, you know, he was hobbling around like he was an old man. He had uh, Mm. very severe osteoarthritis in his hip, in his left hip, and he said, my hip, it's not hurting as much. I'm able to walk better, and I was like, oh my gosh, that is so exciting, you know, and I was really pumped to hear this because he was excited. He was actually seeing something that was making him feel old, now he was starting to feel young, and I could hear it in his voice. He lives in Chicago, so he doesn't live in the Seattle area where I live. So as he progressed through the detox, what ended up happening, another one of the first quick things that started to happen for him in conjunction with his hip getting better was his blood pressure started going down. And my dad's on three blood pressure medications in order to lower his blood pressure. He he had to go to the doctor and have the doctor um, evaluate his medications because now his blood pressure was becoming too low. So he went off one of his medications, almost another one. And so, and then longer term, my dad had a little bit of a gut. I would say he, he was, he's not overweight or obese, but he had some uh, weight in, in his belly area. And he ended up losing 14 pounds uh, after about six weeks. So he carried on even after the detox um, and tried to do the best he could. So, you know, he had this weight loss, this, this experience. And I've seen that through the whole detox where people can lose up to like 20 pounds. We had mm-hmm. in one of our programs, somebody lost 20 pounds. And, you know, I don't focus on that because I don't think it's about weight loss. I focus mm-hmm. on people feeling good because when they feel energized – they're, they're stoked, just like my dad was. You know, he actually made this commitment to start going to the gym. He started, you know, when you have energy, you're li- it goes back to the quote that we started the show with, right? When you've got energy, you can put it into what you want rather than just using it to deal with the hip pain or the lethargy or, you know, wherever you're at. You know, be active and, and be your own advocate when it comes to your health, and that's what happens when people go through this process. Wonderful. Uh, what stood out for me was a 50 to 60% reduction in symptoms that people had. And to be honest, as in your dad's case, it's hard to move from being a disbeliever to a believer. But they say that a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. So for someone listening to the show right now, wanting to make a positive shift in his or her health, what is it one health tip that you can share with our listener, that she can try immediately? Well, first of all, you have to do the whole detox program with me. I think because I have so much to offer in this way and have seen all of these results, I'd love for people to be involved. And we have hundreds of people that go through the program. It's online, so it's available. We have people from South Africa and Australia and Mm. Brazil, even Brazil, Mexico, and all these different places. So I want you to be part of that. If you're listening and you're, you're curious, just do the program. It's a very small I would say it's it's a small step in the way of time. You know, it's 21 days. We have four days on the front end and then five days on the back end. This is really the true Cadillac of the experience. If you ask me, AJ, and you say, okay, but maybe I, I just want to do one little thing right now, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be so different for everybody. But what I would say is, you know, so many things come to mind right now. <laughs> you know, it, it might be a food thing. It might be just deep breathing. Maybe you just start sweating and moving your body differently. What I believe is that people have to go where they have heart. So if your biggest thing that you know that you can do, based on all the things that I said, is just eat more colors in your diet, 
That would be great. You know, I had this one woman in my detox program, uh, maybe two detoxes ago, and we were all on the webinar sharing our experiences, and she says, Deanna, I've done detoxes before. You know, I'm not new to this, but there's something different about the whole detox, and I'm wondering if it's the color. She had had migraine headaches all her life, and even though she went off all these different foods, nothing changed, and she asked me, she said, do you think it's the color? Is it the color that's changing me? Mm-hmm. And, and that uh, made my headaches go away. And I just kind of chuckled and I said, I don't know if that's what did it. You know, there can be lots of variables. And me being a scientist, it's hard to say that it's just the color. Sure. But if it's the only thing that you can do, then you want to focus on color as much as possible. You really want to focus on that that colorful whole foods diet, and I'm not talking M&Ms, I'm not talking Skittles, I'm talking, you know, the the rich array of plant foods that we have available to us. Mm -hmm. Thanks a lot for sharing that tip with us. Khalil Gibran once stated, out of suffering have emerged the strongest souls, the most massive characters are seared with scars. This beautiful thought paves our way into what we call the challenge round. And this round is dedicated to those who welcome challenges as gifts, a gift that helps us grow and evolve. So Diana, take us back to a time when you faced a major challenge. What were you feeling at that instant? And then how did you overcome it? Hmm. I've had a lot of challenges. I would say um, I had some health challenges. And my health challenge was I had a lot of issues with my sacral chakra. And I had uh, some reproductive issues. I had endometriosis. The endometriosis had gotten worse. And endometriosis is just an inflammatory condition of the uterus. And it became more and more inflamed and it got so bad that my fallopian tube was blocked and I had uh, growths in my ovary, my left ovary. And so what did I do to overcome this challenge? Um, Well, I started with nutrition, but that only took me so far. You know, I I stabilized my condition, but I didn't actually reverse anything. Mm-hmm. So I started doing lots of other things. I was doing yoga. I was doing more activity. But I would say that what helped me out of this challenge was I started painting. I started making art. I started expressing wild images and colors on canvases with no rhyme or reason. And I just kind of lost myself in this zone of creative expression. And what ended up happening with this challenge was uh, I got rid of the endometriosis and I eventually got rid of this blocked fallopian tube that I had on my left side, that it just went Mm -hmm. away, that I didn't have the swelling, I didn't have all the inflammation. My doctor had uh, done an ultrasound on me. She couldn't believe it because she said that usually when people have these conditions, they don't go away. They either stabilize or they get worse and typically they Mm -hmm. get worse. So my, the way that I like to overcome challenges is I like to use both sides of the brain. I like to use the, the left side and be logical, be scientific, be scrutinizing and thinking through as much as I mm-hmm. can. But I also like to use the right brain. I u- like to use the sense of not thinking, of intuiting, of creating and emoting and doing things that don't always have a rhyme or reason, but you just do them because you have feeling for it. So for me, you know, that is really science and spirit. That is food and spirit. You know, it's these two, it's the duality that has been connected. So that, that's how I try to continue to solve challenges. You know, and that's why, you know, you even read books about people that, you know, they're sitting there, they're trying to figure something out. They're writing on paper and, you know, trying to figure it out and solve it. And then they go to bed and they dream and they wake up with the solution. It was almost like being in this amorphous consciousness uh, that they're able to kind of put the pieces together in different ways to help them eventually solve it. But I think we need both. I think we need to be logical and I think we need to be creative and let both of those sides come out in in any kind of challenge we have. Mm-hmm. So looking back now in perhaps one sentence, what is it one major life lesson that our listeners can take away from your story? Be whole be truly you. Be complete. Mm-hmm. Well, that is a truly inspiring story. It's incredible of how strong the human soul is. And you've just proven to our listeners. And for that, we salute you. 
They often say that the bright and powerful sunshine always follows the darkest part of the night. And just when we're about to give up and we have no more resources, but we still manage to push forward, the universe gives us with a purpose. So finding your life's true purpose might happen in a few days or it might take some time. But listening to stories has proven to inspire, motivate and strengthen our determination. In that same note, someone said that the pen that writes your life story must be held in your own hand. So Deanna, have you found your life's true calling? If yes, what is your life's calling? Yeah, I, I have. I would say I am the messenger of science and spirit. This is my calling to allow people to to unite and uh, and, and not have conflict and, and be that bridge, speak to both sides and I also, I have a second part to my, my life's calling. My other side is, um, yes, it's about helping people to be healthy, but more than that, more than that, what I hope that I can do, and I aspire to do this, is to help be people to be truly who they are, to be really authentic, to remove any kind of toxic barriers to their, their highest potential. So maybe that's be, having a really healthy body, Maybe it's having a really sharp mind. Maybe it's having a really big heart. Whatever one's potential is, whatever their truth is, I want more of that to come out. I want more of their authentic self to be revealed. That's really what I want. Wow, that's wonderfully put. You are the messenger of science and spirit and you help people be who they are and live to their highest potential. So Deanna, looking back now, is there a particular moment or an instant, maybe a light bulb moment beyond which you knew deep down that you had found your life's calling? You know, when you were saying that very early on, you wanted to be a, a dinosaur specialist mm. and uh, do research on dinosaurs. As you were saying that, I was thinking about myself and when did I, what did I want to be when I was young? You know, is that the moment that I had my life's calling? And I was thinking that when I was seven, and they often say that what you wanted to be at seven is your true calling. What, mm-hmm. I, what I wanted to be at seven, and you're going to laugh, was a journalist nun. I wanted to be a spiritual mm-hmm. person, and I wanted to write. And if I look at me now, I'm not a nun, but I'm very much inclined towards spiritual disciplines, and I'm an author, so in a way, I feel like my true calling emerged when I was very young and it just manifested a little bit differently. <laughs> mm-hmm. And who knows, I could still become a nun. I, I just, I don't know. Not right now. I'm married, but uh, <laughs> one never knows. True. In fact, I can say the same thing for my uh, calling. Like, although I wanted to be a paleontologist and a dinosaur specialist, what I do now is pretty much the same thing is go back in time and uncover the wisdom that was there in the past and bring it back to people in today's day and age so that they can uh, live to their highest potentials. So thanks a lot for sharing. And with that, we have finally arrived at the wisdom round, which is the last round for today's episode for Crackling questions that need four (laughs) short but powerful answers so that our action takers can take notes and take action. Are you ready? I think I am. Go for it. Great. What is the best advice that you have ever received? Just be yourself. Mm -hmm. So what is that one personal habit that contributes to your well-being? Organization, being organized helps to contribute to my well-being. It keeps things in in check and helps me to keep balanced. Mm -hmm. So what is your morning ritual like? You know, somebody just asked me that question and I just kind of laughed about it because um, I don't have one. Uh, I believe that we need to be as flexible as possible and meet ourselves where we're at. I think it's good to have some structure and some organization, but some mornings, they're, they're all different. Like this morning, I did something very different than what I did yesterday. So the only thing that I would say is constant is probably my nightly routine more than my morning routine. Mm-hmm. So I, I do a gentle, just like a body scan, and I do uh, do some chants and say some prayers um, but in the morning, I would say it really just depends on how my body is feeling and what I need to do specifically for that day. I kind of go with my feelings. Awesome. So what is that one book that has made a significant impact on your life? Autobiography of a Yogi. 
So action takers, to access the insights, the wisdom and the knowledge that we have shared on the show, especially in the wisdom round, go to www.my7chakras.com slash DNA, that's slash D-E-A-N-N-A and you'll find all the information, all the links to the books and uh, other information that you would need to kickstart your journey. Well, Deanna, thank you for taking your time to inspire us today. Before you go, tell us one thing that you're super grateful for and also tell us the best way that we can find you online. You know, I'm really grateful um, for my health. I, I was thinking about that today. I, I had a yoga class and I was we had to dedicate the class to something and think about what we were grateful for. And the first thing that came to me was health. And I don't think uh, some of us realize how lucky we are, whether it's our sight the ability we have to taste, our senses, you know, all of them. So I'm really, really grateful to have the physical faculties that I have that enable me to do the work that I do. So there are many things I'm grateful for, but that's, that's one right now that I can speak to. Mm-hmm. And then you asked about my, my website. Yeah. How can we find you online? How you, can you find me? Yeah. The easiest way is to go to www.deannaminick.com. And I also have a special website for Whole Detox. It's whole, W-H-O-L-E, dash detox dot com. And if you want to take that quiz I was talking about, if you go to the Whole Detox website up at the top, you'll see where a little button that says quiz. And you can take the quiz for free. And you'll get a printout at the end and you'll get a little booklet and it will tell you more about your chakras and where and what you can balance. So check that out for sure. It's a, it's a great resource. And of course, find me on Facebook. I'm all over Facebook. I love Facebook. Um, I have my personal page, Deanna Minnick. And then I have a whole detox with Dr. Deanna Minnick. So you can find me in both places. So listeners, while listening to this episode, I'm sure it made you hungry. <laughs> but hungry for food of various colors. And remember, you need to have not just food that's yellow. In fact, try avoiding food that's yellow, but try uh, having food that is more on the purple, blue side as well, because that's when you can really tap into the uh, spiritual aspect of your being and uh, really uh, enable you to mix both the yin and the yang and establish that balance, that balance that will help you uh, remove all the blocks that are currently holding you back and help you kick the pedal to the metal and move ahead. So if you want to take that quiz, then what you need to do is go to whole-detox.com and then that's where you can access the quiz and get to know exactly what situation you're in right now and based on that, what steps you can take in order to be detoxified. So Deanna, thank you so much for coming on our show, sharing your wisdom, giving us ideas on how we can detoxify holistically and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Mm, Thank you so much for having me on the show. And you're such a delightful interviewer. I love your questions. I've never been asked all these very unique questions. So thanks for picking my brain and giving your listeners lots of food for thought. You are listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today.